G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. It is Wednesday and we do like to check in on breaking news as it's happening in Israel and more broadly throughout the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines once again. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Hey, Ron, let's start with one. Israel protests what they call blatant double standards over the firing of a UN official who condemned Palestinian rocket attacks. What's this one reporting? Yeah, Israel's envoy to the United Nations has accused the international body of employing blatant double standards after a high-ranking aid official was fired for condemning Palestinian rocket attacks against Israeli targets, while other UN personnel have evaded the same fate for harsh criticism of Israel. Israeli Ambassador Gilad Erdin sent a sharply worded letter to UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres protesting the firing of Sarah Muscroft, the head of the United Nations Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs in the occupied Palestinian Territory, after she tweeted, relieved to see a ceasefire agreed ending hostilities impacting both Palestinians and Israeli civilians. Such indiscriminate rocket fire of Islamic Jihad provoking Israeli retaliation is condemned. Muscroft posted the tweet at the end of the three-day conflict earlier this month between Israel and the Gaza-based Islamic Jihad. Somehow it's always open season to criticise Israel with no repercussions. But if a UN staffer dares to speak against Palestinian terrorism, there's an immediate backlash and fear of reprisal, Erdogan told Guterres in his letter. Yes, any suggestion of provocation coming from the Palestinian side and it gets met with all sorts of uh, difficult situations like that. Hey, this is similar to another headline, Ron, in the sense that Hamas orders foreign journalists not to mention errant terror rockets that killed children. What's the story here? Yeah, the Hamas terror group, which rules Gaza, issued a de- and then revoked sweeping restrictions on foreign journalists working there and covering the recent conflict with Israel, including a ban on mentioning rockets that fell short of their target and killed Palestinian children. According to various media outlets, including the Associated Press, foreign journalists were told that they could not report on misfired rockets by the Islamic Jihad in last weekend's escalation. The Jihad fired 1,100 rockets at Israel civilians in a three-day period, with roughly 200 of those landing inside the Gaza Strip, killing innocent Palestinians and, among them, young children. Journalists were also given a blanket order requiring them to blame Israel unequivocally for the latest escalation of the Foreign Press Association, which represents international media in Israel, 
reported, but after discussions with the terror group, the guidelines were scrapped. And another illustration of just how biased media can be. Hey, another headline uh, looking a little further to the south where a fire at a Coptic church in Egypt killed 41 and injured another 14. What's the story here? Yeah, a fire ripped through a packed church during morning services in Egypt's capital, killing 41 worship and injuring 14. The church quickly filled with thick black smoke and witnesses said several trapped congregants jumped from upper floors to escape the fire. Suffocation, suffocation, all of them dead, said a distraught witness who only gave a partial name, Abu Bishuri. Charred furniture, including wooden tables and chairs, religious imagery, a scene at the site of the fire inside the Abbasathane Coptic in the densely populated neighbourhood of Imbaba, Cairo, Egypt. Let's move on. Another headline, Iran's Revolutionary Guard had contact with the man who's been charged with stabbing the author Salman Rushdie. What's the story here? An official said it was clear prior to the stabbing that Mehta was in contact with those directly involved with or adjacent to the Quds Force. The suspect arrested for stabbing prominent author Rushdie, Hadi Matar, had been in contact with the Revolutionary Guard, a US-designated terrorist organisation, prior to the lethal assault on the writer, uh, news organisation Vice reported. Vice wrote that a Middle Eastern intelligence official said it was clear prior to the stabbing that Mehta had been in contact with people either directly involved with or adjacent to the Quds Force. The US has also classified the Quds Force as a foreign terrorist entity. Ron, let's come back to Israel and Gaza. And Israelis in the Gaza border area are to receive upgraded mental health centres. Yeah, Israel's health ministry runs 11 resilience centres, much of which are in the south of Israel, to provide mental support amid emergency situations such as rocket attacks from Gaza. The new initiative plans to increase budgets for resilient centres and centralise all of them into Israel's health ministry budget and look into potential sites for new centres. The proposed 2023 budget for the resilient centres is 26 million shekels. The budget in 2019 was 18 million. The economic health and security stability of the residents of the enclave is a national mission and we're working to provide assistance to the residents of the enclave and the region, uh, one of the leaders said. And Ron, it was very sad to hear of the death last week of Olivia Newton-John and uh, she's one of our great Aussie icons of the music industry and entertainment industry but she has a Jewish connection. What's been reported in Israel? Grammy winner, famed singer and actress of Jewish heritage. She battled breast cancer for 30 years and was a symbol of triumphs and hope, the Israeli media reported. Newton-John, a long-time resident of Australia, whose sales topped 100 million albums, at her Southern Californian ranch she died, John Stillinger, her husband, wrote 
on Instagram. Newton-John's father, Brinley Bryn Newton-John, was a British MI5 security service officer who worked on the Enigma project to decipher Nazi military communications at Bletchley Park outside London in World War II. Her maternal grandfather was the Nobel Prize-winning physicist Max Born, who fled to the UK from Nazi Germany in 1933. From 1973 to 83, Newton-John was among the world's most popular entertainers. She had 14 top 10 singles just in the USA. She won four Grammys, starred with John Travolta in Greece and with Gene Kelly in Xanadu. The fast-stepping Travolta-Newton-John duet, You're the One That I Want, was one of the era's biggest songs and has sold more than 15 million copies. She was involved in numerous charitable courses, serving as Goodwill Ambassador for the United Nations Environment Program and as National Spokeswoman for the Children's Health Environmental Coalition. She also founded the Olivia Newton-John Cancer and Wellness Centre in Melbourne, Australia. In 1933, my Jewish grandfather fled from Germany with his wife Hedwig to escape Hitler's regime. He was not only a brilliant mind, but also a humanitarian who helped Jews escape Germany. I'm extremely proud of my peace-loving grandfather, Newton-John wrote in her memoir, released in 2019, according to the forward. She also revealed that her grandfather was close friends with Albert Einstein. It certainly is a rich historic heritage and with that memorial event that will be coming up, no doubt some of that detail will see the light of day in the media more broadly. But Ron Ross, always appreciate you scouring the headlines, uh, finding those uh, little extra uh, depth and uh, the variety of stories that we're able to cover as to the things that are going on with breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron, thanks so much for sharing those things with us today again on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 